Welcome back to another episode of the Retro Crap Tacular, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello, Aaron. Hey, man. Happy St. Nicholas Day. Is it? It is St. Nicholas Day today, the day of our casting of this pod. It'll come out later. I guess that's how it works. But yeah, St. Nicholas Day today. Well, that's cool. I got some socks with Van Gogh on them. Oh, nice. Ear or no ear? Well, you can only see one side of his face, so I don't know. That's a that's a no ear Van Gogh to me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. That's cool. My family doesn't really do St. Nicholas Day. I have found that every family I know doesn't do St. Nicholas Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we only believe in real things. Like, like Jesus. Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus too. Sure, either one works. <laughs> uh, anyways, happy holidays, everybody. Mm. Um, this is the Christmas episode, I guess. December episode. Mm-hmm. Did a Christmas movie. Did we? We got to stop doing Christmas movies at Christmas. I mean, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is pure gold. That will be watched every year regardless of... Well, I might not watch it this year. I don't know if I could stomach to watch it by myself. You know, I actually um got, got access to Amazon Prime, and I was looking at the holiday movies that they had available there. And Santa it's on Claus there? Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, because Amazon Prime seems to just have this, like wealth of crap Mm -hmm. that they hide down at the bottom Uh, and it's because I learned that like anyone can submit their movie to be on Amazon Prime Video oh like there's there is a submission process that you can that you can go through to get your movie on Amazon Prime Video uh, for like independent producers and stuff and so there's probably a bunch of people that just like have files of you know, public domain movies, and they're like, we're just going to put this on Amazon Prime Video, try and make a buck. But then there's like a bunch of... If you go into the horror section and like scroll way down, like way down, that garbage starts to come up. There's a lot of like no no budget garbage movies that were made like last year. Oh, wow. (laughs) That just suck. And so, yeah. I had no idea. That's so special. Mm-hmm. What a special place Amazon Prime is. I know, right? They keep it they keep it mostly buried, but every now and then it just kinda You smell that garbage. Floats to the top. Yeah. Um Speaking of garbage, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh oh. What uh what are you what have you been watching? Have you done anything watching wise yes cool oh but i forget what i oh uh well okay i I know that i watched two movies nice recently and one of them i remember saying aaron will be happy that i watched this what was it oh of course i finally watched blade runner Mm. nice it's weird it's weird dude (laughs) are you gonna watch the squeakquel I do want to watch the squeakquel. Just got to figure out where 
to do that. It was on Netflix for a while. It was on Netflix, yeah, but it's yeah. no longer there. It's not there anymore? Oh, okay. Nope, nope, nope. But I mean, uh, I don't This know. is why I own Blu-rays. That's fair. Uh, I want to be buried with my Blu-ray collection like a fucking <laughs> pharaoh. Because no one appreciates appreciates them as much as you do. Exactly. Uh, that's so silly. So yeah, I watched that. It's super weird. Um, really rich world building. Yes. Um. No, I'm guessing you watched it on Netflix, yeah. So I'm guessing you watched the final cut. The final cut, that is correct. So, hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if you've never seen it before, then you're not really going to be, I can't really ask you like, oh, like, how did you feel about it? It just, did anything. Comparison to the other ones, yeah. Yeah, did anything stand out to you as like, that looks too good or too new? Uh, Like, like editing graphics wise? Yeah. Not really, no. Not really. Cool. That's yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that stands out to me because I'm like, I was most familiar with the director's cut because that was like the only one that was on DVD and video for the longest time. Mm. Um, and so that's the one that I've seen the most. And so yeah, watching the final cut, there was definitely some things where I was like, oh, that I think that that looks a bit different. I don't. But for the most part, I think it was, um. It, it's a yeah it's a fine way to watch the movie there's certain coloring changes that they've done in some scenes too that kind of stand out as weird to me uh, yeah i guess it's hard if you if you've already seen a version of it to see a different version of it yeah it can be a little well, weird like, i don't know if you've seen like um so the the lord of the rings just came out on 4k um, oh and people have been posting like comparison screenshots and like the colors look really bad Oh. Like like they've been desaturated quite a bit. What? Yeah. It's very the general consensus is this sucks, we don't like it. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah. Huh. What a shame. Yeah, uh, so that's yeah. That's one thing. What was the other thing you watched? Well, where do you want, uh, where do you want me to go? Just it was just uh released to the general public. Well, the general public that has a D plus subscription on Friday. Oh, you did the new Mulan. Oh, you did it. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Way better than I thought it was going to be. Really? Yeah. I was very skeptical. Um, I love the original Mulan, so. Well, yeah. And in this one, at a high threshold. For sure. And this one, there's no songs, right? No songs. They don't do singing. There's well, no... like you know, there's still beautiful music, and they still use yeah. Mulan's theme from yeah. the the original. Well, well I remember movie. watching the trailer and hearing like an orchestral of like "We'll Make a Man Out of You" in the trailer, and being like, "Oh, okay, so they're they're weaving that kind of stuff in." But there's no Mushu either, right? No. Well, it's like the two best parts of the movie. <laughs> the songs those are and, absolutely excellent uh points <laughs> um but no i was so Im- impressed uh at the the emotional depth hmm. and um it was told it was it was told in just slightly different ways that honestly made it more compelling than the original plot 
the original being you know the disney movie yeah um, yeah, yeah and apparently it, it drew a lot more from the original mulan story than the disney movie did um which is okay. why there's a witch in it um mm. but no it was i i loved it myself really okay yeah. well i mean it is free now if you got disney plus so i might check it out the, there was no way i was gonna spend 30 dollars on that oh no me neither <laughs> i was like yes no because because also i like in my mind i was like it'll be up there eventually there's no way they're gonna keep the paywall up there forever yeah like, they can't there's course. no way uh yeah. do you know why they put it up there for free because they weren't gonna get any money from theaters partially that but also i don't know if you uh heard but warner brothers announced two days ago three days ago maybe that their entire 2021 lineup of movies is going to premiere on hbo max their streaming service the same day as it will come out in theaters well so we're talking dune we're talking the suicide squad we're talking matrix 4 we're talking the conjuring 3 in the heights if you're into musicals like every single movie that was supposed to come out this year and got pushed back or that was already scheduled for next year is going to premiere in theaters wherever theaters are open and at the same time you'll be able to watch it at home on hbo max the caveat being you have to have hbo max and to have hbo max you have to be american so they've kind of radically shifted the film release landscape yeah for the next year and like who knows i mean maybe once vaccine rollouts happen and covid is not really the thing that you know uh ruins our our decisions yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not the thing that drives our day-to-day life anymore maybe uh they will you know go back to a standard theatrical release model but they basically said we don't we can't predict at this point what the world is going to look like in six months and so therefore we are going to just do our entire release schedule is going to premiere at the same time on hbo max for a month so it will be available to watch on hbo max for a month and then it will go to video on demand so your uh you know itunes store you know google play rentals like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. digital rentals and stuff and then by the time they've manufactured discs and are selling physical discs, I think maybe they might start to trickle back on to HBO Max, but it's, uh, and then maybe also uh, into other markets, streaming services like Crave. Right. In Canada. Crave seems to be the, the Warner Brothers HBO hub for Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that uh, none of that stuff will be premiering on Crave, as far as I can tell. So, Shoot. Yeah. And that starts with Wonder Woman 84 on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, what a weird freaking time. <laughs> we yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, you know, I can't really blame them for it. Like, no, movie, no. Th- movie theaters aren't open in like all the big markets. Like I know L.A. movie theaters haven't really been open all year. They just closed movie theaters here in B.C. Mm. The drive-in theater even had to close. Oh. Um. So, mm. like, can't even do drive-ins anymore. Like, yeah. It is a very, very weird time. No kidding. So, I won't be surprised if we see a uh, Black Widow coming to HBO or coming to Disney Plus. Uh, you know, in right. the near future kind of thing, even if it is for a limited time only. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Weird, weird, weird. So yeah, that's fun. But you know, the good news is if you don't live in the United States, piracy is still a thing that <laughs> no one yeah. can seem to stop. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just you know, just do that. Uh, we don't condone seas. that. Yeah, yeah. Just get on the high seas, float out into international waters, and watch yourself. The Matrix Four. I did. I didn't even know there was gonna be a Matrix Four. To be honest, I didn't know that. They're, was yeah, they're they're doing a Matrix Four. Neo is back. Trinity is back. I assume Morpheus is back. They're all back, baby. All right. Yeah. Cool. I guess. It is cool. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It might be total shit, but it might be amazing. Who knows? It's one of the one of the Wachowskis is directing it. I can't remember which one. Hmm. Uh, It's not both of them, but yeah. Well, I guess we could talk about the Mandalorian then. Yeah. Fair. Are you are you all caught up? Are you up to date? Yes, I believe so. Pretty sure. Do you want to start? So let's talk about the last two episodes. Let's talk about the last two episodes. Yeah. So yeah. the the Mandalorian has shifted from having a bunch of fun little Easter eggs for the hardcore sweaty nerds mm. to just having big main characters yeah. show up in the show, which is a, a big change in energy. It's that uh, look at the thing that you like. Mm-hmm. It's here, which is I mean we've talked about this. this is exactly what you were worried about before season yes. two started airing. Yes. Um. And so like intellectually, I'm like, oh, like uh, okay, you brought him into the show. All right, sure. But then another part of me is like, I fucking love this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just we'll do spoilers. I'll put a time code in if you want to skip. You've got three seconds to avoid spoilers oh, here two comes. one oh no fuck you we're spoiling it all right so ahsoka is back in action yeah in live action yeah for the first time now of the two episodes episode five and episode six i think i like this episode better maybe Referring to five, the one with Ahsoka? The one with Ahsoka. I think I like it better because between Ahsoka and Boba Fett, I'm more interested in Ahsoka. Absolutely. Um, however, hmm. 
this was the first episode of the season this year where I multiple times while I was watching it, I was like, oh, I guess the set ends just about there and that's where the screen starts. Oh, like you could tell? Yeah. Oh, no. And multiple times during this episode, I, I kind of went, okay, that's that's where... Oh, no, that's so sad. And I think that's in part to it being a Dave Filoni joint. This is only the third live-action thing he's directed. The other two things being two episodes of The Mandalorian in season one. Mm-hmm. And he actually directed my least favorite episode of season one, which is the which one. Was uh, the he one, did the first one, right? He did the first one, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it, which is kind of why I was so surprised that um, that this one stood out to me so much. Because that one, I didn't think it stood out at all. But um, the the one where he goes back to Tatooine in episode or in season one. Oh, the one with Fennec. With Fennec Shand, yeah. Uh, That's my least favorite episode of of speaking season of one. Mulan. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> she is Mulan. That's right. Um. Yeah, so th- and so th- that kind of took me out of it a bit. Yeah, that's too bad. And also they um like I I've, I've seen other people kind of complain about that too but like there's something about the cinematography in this and I can't just quite put my finger on what it is. It's kind of standing out and I'm like, yeah, I get it. And there's, you know, there's shots in there where he's like mirroring Kurosawa movies, like someone put up a a shot for shot um comparison of like that and yojimbo and i'm like okay that's fun that's a fun nod Mm because like george lucas was a big kurosawa fan Mm -hmm. but overall it it left me a little bit soured in that sense um i i like i overall i enjoyed the episode uh, and I like yeah. seeing Michael Michael Bean in the episode. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, there's just those kind of little things that that bothered me a little bit. Uh, but overall, Question, I thought it was. A- were you expecting for the show to go a little bit sour for you? I don't know. Well, I wasn't soured for the reasons I was expecting. Maybe. Like I, hmm. I knew Ahsoka was gonna show up, and I was excited to see Ahsoka in live action. And I thought Rosario Dawson did a really good job. Yeah, I I thought she did a great job. Um, there was a part of me when they announced that she was cast, I was like, well, why can't Ashley Ashley Eckstein just do it? Like what what's stopping? It's just just put her in makeup. <laughs> you know, like she's even done cosplay as Ahsoka and looks really good. And oh. I'm like, so for me, I'm like, you know what? I, like, I was, I was, so I was giving Rosario, like, she already in my mind needed to prove herself quite mm. a bit. And I thought she did a good job. So I wasn't worried about that. Like, I could tell that she studied the animated series and studied the character. And, like, her mannerisms were very, yeah, uh, were very much in, in line with uh, what, what Ashley Eckstein did uh so i i yeah i overall i was happy with that um i was just it it was the the filmmaking itself that kind of took me out of it 
Hmm. That's a shame. And, yeah, and there's just like a couple little things. Like you see her face in like one of the first shots, and I'm like, you know what? Like she's running around in the dark through the fog, like killing all these guys. Like save the face reveal for later. Like when she takes off her hood, like that should be like the big hero shot. But you see her face in like the second shot that she's in. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just like little tiny. It's nitpicky, I know. Little tiny mm-hmm. things like that where I'm like, eh, I wouldn't have done that. And I think a more experienced director also wouldn't have done that. I see. Yeah. You know, okay. like I think if John Favreau directed this episode, wouldn't have had that problem. Mm-hmm. But no one was going to direct Ahsoka Tano's live action debut other than Dave Filoni. So. Mm-hmm. Talk about Boba Fett. Yeah, let's let's move on from Tano to Fett. Uh, this is where my feelings get spicy. And then also, you know, <laughs> alongside that, just Fennec Shan, who is a cool character. Cool character. Thumbs up. But I, but I was also like, okay, with the fact that she died. Yep. But now she's a droid, I guess. Yep. Got some got some droid intestines. Yeah. That was a bit weird. Wasn't it? Where she just like pulled the thing aside and it's like, oh, so you're just all robot? You can just do that? How do you poop? Do you <laughs> poop? What keeps the living parts of you alive? Because we've seen limbs be replaced. You know, yep. Darth Maul had the entire lower half of his body replaced. Absolutely. So I assume pooping isn't an issue for Darth Maul. Potentially. Or he has, like, a stoma bag that he has to empty periodically. Wouldn't that be a fun fact to learn? (laughs) (laughs) Google it. No, don't Google it. No, don't Google it. Um, Maybe people in Star Wars don't have buttholes. Maybe, you know, we don't know what their anatomy is. Maybe they just absorb all of everything from the food they eat, and it just gets... Yeah, you know what? I'm pretty sure that in the Star Wars universe... There's only one species that actually has a butthole. They're called Gungans. Is that true? Yeah. Interesting. And they poop. Yeah. Well, I'm sure animals poop because we saw that one thing on Tatooine fart at Jar Jar. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he was like, oh, it stinks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> Fennec Shan's a droid. That was weird. Um, let me start off with the positives great to see Tamara Morrison back. He's intense. Yeah. I like that his face has been partially digested. Yeah. That's cool. He looked messed up and it was great. Yeah. I like that he's kind of fat. I also enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, Boba Fett's got a bit of a dad bod. Yep. Which, you know, for someone who's been wandering the deserts of Tatooine for the last five years... Been, been eating okay yeah i guess he knows how to survive <laughs> dude looks like he's been eating the whole bantha <laughs> but uh so that was fun um and him fighting with that that weapon that looked like it belonged to a tuscan raider oh the gaffy stick thing. yeah yeah that was pretty intense all that I, shit was awesome that was the fight scene was great that was my favorite part of the episode i think was was boba fett with the gaffy stick Mm. as soon as he puts the armor on 
it takes this shift and these are my first two thoughts was like okay here we fucking go got to make boba fett cool yep cuz boba fett has never done anything cool it's true he's he dies like a punk <laughs> yep he's a loser just stands in the background he can't shoot Luke Skywalker from like four feet away from him. Mm-hmm. He sucks. Yep. But everyone wrote comic books and novels about how cool he is. You know. And so when when this scene, uh, you know, started when he shows up with the armor and starts kicking ass, I was like, this feels like a fan film to me. Uh yeah, it that's feels fair. and and kind of looks like a fan film to me a little bit. Oh yeah, like I was like I feel like I've seen this short already on YouTube. <laughs> like oh, it was no. like like it was like a Freddie Wong short from like 2010 or something like that. Like that was the vibe I got. Hmm. So yeah, if the episode had ended with like him getting his armor back and like taking it with him instead of him just. You know, kind of all of a sudden having it on. Yeah. That would have probably been... A, but he needed to get his armor choice. out of the Razor Crest before it got blown up. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so this is where my concern comes in. Is that I, what I loved about the first season of The Mandalorian is that it was all new stuff. Mm-hmm. There's references to things, you know, obviously... He's a Mandalorian, so he looks kind of like Boba Fett. Um, you know, Grogu looks oh, yeah. like Yoda. He's the same species as Yoda. There's a droid that looks like IG-88 that honestly probably could have been IG-88 if they didn't need to make it a different droid, but they did. But it's the same kind, you know. So there's like little things where you're like, oh, okay. This obviously takes place in that universe, but everything that I'm seeing is new and original. And the only mm-hmm. thing that kind of uh, tied it to previous material was like the last shot of the season, like that I can think of, was like the last shot of the season when uh, he cuts he cuts his way out of the TIE fighter and he has the Darksaber. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. only like specific object or thing that comes from somewhere else in Star Wars lore. Everything else is like, okay, there's an Ugnot. We've seen Ugnots before. Okay, there's a Blurg. We've seen Blurgs before. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian's weapon is the same weapon that uh, Boba Fett uses in the holiday special. They talk about mm. Life Day. There's like little sprinklings of stuff. Yeah. But there was never, hey, look at the thing you like. Remember? Remember how much you like it? Here it is. It's the thing. Yep. And they've done that Three times this season. Yep. Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Even like, you know, uh, Timothy Oliphant having Boba Fett's armor in the first episode is like a cool thing. Because it's like, oh, we know where that came from. But now here's a cool, new, very handsome character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was actually really funny. I saw Boba Fett's armor, and I was like, "Oh, that's Boba Fett's armor." But who's under there? I think I recognized that voice, and it was funny to me that it was more of a reveal that Timothy Oliphant was in the episode yeah. than it was that that was Boba Fett's armor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. 
Ah, oh, he's handsome. So is he the handsomest person in Star Wars? Oh, like he might be. That's, I, I mean, like okay, you got Oscar Isaac. You got Harrison Ford in in the seventies. Yeah, you've got Billy D. Williams. Mm. Timothy Oliphant, he's pretty sexy. I don't know, like, mm. yeah, but let's regardless. play Bone Mary Kill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, I was kidding. <laughs> all three of Timothy Oliphant. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I want the life insurance policy. It's fine. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's, that's the last bit of the episode. And now, you know, him and Boba Fett are teaming up, and they're going to be in Slave 1, and they're going to be yeah. going on. And I'm like, Ugh, this is just, it's like they wanted to make a Boba Fett show, but they just didn't. And now they've, like, tried to reverse engineer it into a Boba Fett show. Yeah, it's weird, too, because I know that um, John Favreau has talked before about how the show is kind of like, you know, you want to play Star Wars with your toys, but, like, maybe your older sibling, like, took all the good ones, and you, all that you have is, like, the leftover toys, but you still make your own story with, like, you know, the the dregs of the cast like oh you only have yeah. a little ugnot but you'll make them a good character and stuff um which was a really interesting way of thinking about the show and was you know like you said part of what made season one so good it was a bunch of original characters and shit yeah so it's weird that there's such a shift in in direction there yeah it seems to be the the more of a focus on on fan service in the negative sense at least for me, um, but I also find when I read fan reactions online and stuff that what I want out of something and what the average fan wants out of something seems to be very different. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, my, I think the, the ultimate rule when you're dealing with pre-existing materials is that you should give the audience don't give the audience what they want or what they think they want you should give the audience something they didn't expect and didn't know they needed mm. that is that is a really good way of putting it I and, like that yeah so we've got two episodes left in the in the series or in the season who knows who knows where it's gonna go um yeah i'm still invested in it yeah me too you know but i think there's kind of been i mean nothing has touched the lows of episode two of this season which i think is my least favorite episode of the whole show so far which one was that again uh, the one with the ice spiders. Oh, <laughs> it felt like it felt like a filler episode. Like you could have just totally. Like it, it, it helped kind of establish a little bit the 
the that like the um oh damn it oh, words you know the the tie fighters and the thing they represent that they're like out there policing but like the x-wings no but like the they like the, the you know they're not the empire they're the new republic new republic fuck me uh they <laughs> Yeah, you know the, the new republic is there and they have a presence but it's like not very big and they can't do much and like times are tough and that kind of helped set up um you know wow oh, damn it i, I can't I don't think know. worth shit i i don't today. know i i think like if that was the entire point of the episode like you could have done that much more succinctly in either the end of the first episode or the beginning of the second episode yeah, uh, that's true. But but yeah, we we'll just have to we we'll just have to see where it goes. Yep, yep. We're, we're, st- we're still gonna watch it. So <laughs> oh, definitely. And and they left it on a on a big big cliffhanger. Um. So yeah, I, I'll be very interested to see what happens. I think you know. I I think you know, obviously Ahsoka is gonna come back. It mm. seems like they're doing what they did last season where. You know, he made friends with Cara Dune. He made friends with the Ugnaught, so he's going to go get them, and they're all going to get the band back together, and then they're going to go, you know. Kick some doors down. Yeah, they're going to go rescue the kids. So I think he's going to go get Ahsoka Tano. He's going to go, maybe Bo-Katan will show up again. Who knows? It looks like they're going to go get uh, fucking, oh, what's his name? The guy, Bill Burr. Oh, right. From the prison ship episode. Looks like they're going to get him. Wait, why are they getting Bill Burr again? Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not complaining. No. I'm just curious. I don't quite remember what the reason was. He's he's coming back. I don't I don't know. Uh, You know, so they're going to get the gang back together. They're going to go rescue the, the kid and defeat the moth. Mm hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Let's let's see where it goes. I think I think they can turn it around for me, but I I just want more original stuff. Yeah. You know, I get it. it's tempting. It's so tempting when the toys are right there. Mhm. You want to reach for you know, maybe just another piece of cake. You just want to get just a little bit more and then a little I bit love more. Cake. But that's how you get fat and die. So <laughs> exercise your brain come up with some new shit and put it out there. That's how we got new characters like Ahsoka Tano. This is true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Don't get don't get a fat brain. And like if you're out of ideas, fucking call George Lucas. He's not doing anything. <laughs> he's doing nothing. Half the time he's hanging out on the set with them anyways. So like Yeah. Just, just fuck just fucking call him. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Well, Ooh, yeah. who do you think? Who do you think the Jedi is going to be that answers the call? Oh, jeez, I don't know. You think I, it's going to be Luke Skywalker? I just, I just really, really like. I, I want if there's going to be another Jedi, I just really want it to just be an original character. To be honest, like probably be Ezra Bridger. 
I did. That did cross my mind. Yeah. Especially but. after she name drops Admiral Thrawn. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. There's new new Star Wars stuff coming out all the time. The Cassian Andor show apparently is filming in London right now. Oh. And uh, Obi-Wan's going to be filming, I think, in the new year. So, Ooh, no, that's one I want to see real bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all I need, Speaking honestly. of hot men. Ooh, yeah. Especially now. Oh, just gets better. He's got a little bit of silver in the beard. Oh, yeah. He's got that Scottish accent. Sexy oh. man. If only he could be Scottish in Star Wars. That would be great. Yeah. Well, there's like there's there's Scottish people in Star Wars. That guy in The Force Awakens. Well, yeah, but never Han Solo, characters. you're a dead man. <laughs> yeah, that guy was great. Why but don't yeah. you ask Kanja Club? You <laughs> <laughs> have a good Scottish accent, dude. I thank you. From my opinion, maybe our Scottish listeners will write in and be like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" Which is the most common comment we get. <laughs> Could be. Uh, speaking of Scottish people. Oh, this is a great segue into uh, a shout out that we have to do for another podcast. Uh, the Film for Thought podcast uh, is a new podcast hosted by Amy Smith. She is a film reviewer from Scotland, and uh, she's got she's been reviewing films for a while. But she launched a new podcast. Uh, it's called Film for Thought, and you can find it uh, on all the podcast things and uh, at filmforthought uh, co.uk mm-hmm. and uh yeah so it's basically every episode it's a weekly podcast uh and every episode uh, a new guest comes on to talk about a film of their choice controversial to classic old to new and every week there will be a different film and many discussions to be had nice yeah it's good yeah she's got three episodes out silver linings playbook uh portrait of a lady on fire and Doctor Sleep. So oh, I still haven't seen Doctor Sleep. It's really good. Listen, watch it, and then listen to the podcast. Yeah, hey, perfect. Got my plan. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so you can see there's a. She's got a wide variety of uh, films to to be covered. So, yeah, thanks, Amy, for uh, doing cool uh, podcast stuff. Yeah. Now, thanks like for joining the, the podcast world you've been in the written world for a long time and now you're with us so check it out i've listened to the first two episodes it's good it's good yeah it's entertaining. and honestly the best the best time to support a podcast is when it's brand spanking new absolutely so yeah. go share the love mm-hmm. by listening to a podcast listen to it let's jump right in mm. uh since it's the holidays and since we're wrapping up our retrospective of the distant future, the year 2000, 12 months, 12 films, it's all come down to this. We could have done the Ron Howard Grinch movie. Yep. We didn't. I watched it anyways, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's amazing. (laughs) We instead watched... Reindeer Games. 
we walk out of here, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Go out and get myself a mug of hot chocolate. A piece of pecan pie, all right? He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to start a new life. You, Ashley? I've been dreaming about that smile for so long. She was the girl of his dreams. When I read what you wrote to me, I said, here's a guy they say is a criminal, but he's not. When I get back in that room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. Welcome home, Candy. Hey, sis. But between them and happiness... What do you want from me? I read your letters, convict. He knows you worked at that casino. ...stands a team of criminals who wanted to take down the state's richest casino. This is my luck. Finally meet a boy that I'm crazy about, and uh, my brother wants him worse than I do. You want to hear about some job of mine? I want some hot chocolate and some pecan pie. Let's start talking. I can really go for some onion rings. <laughs> what started out as love... Do you remember all those letters you wrote me about me and you against the whole world? We can have it all if you just give him what he wants. ...could end up in murder. What did you think's gonna happen? This thing's gonna be over? He's just gonna let me go? He's gonna shoot me in the back of the head like this! You're gonna give me a disguise. You're sending me into an Indian casino dressed like a cowboy. It was that or a ballerina. Hey. He was talking to the managers like that! Something tells me you're not being totally honest with me. Rule one. Never put a car seat behind the wheel. Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlie Theron. In the new thriller from John Frankenheimer. Ow. Wow. Reindeer Games. A classic holiday flick. Ugh. The Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. In peak Ben Affleck time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many how many times did you watch this movie? So it would for me it would be it would be one and a half. Because I couldn't finish it the first time. Ooh, um yeah. due to a migraine more than anything else. Well, half due to a migraine. Uh and then I finished it today in preparation for this podcast. Cool. I've seen it two and a half times <laughs> because we were going to record two weeks ago and then we had mm-hmm. to reschedule and then we were going to record last week and we had to reschedule and mm-hmm. in that week I had forgotten everything that happened in the movie so I was like oh fuck I gotta rewatch it whatever yeah rewatched it and then had to reschedule and then <laughs> now we're recording and I was like fuck this I am not watching this movie again <laughs> So I just kind of scrubbed through it this morning and and mm-hmm. watched a few scenes. Uh, I hate it. I hate this movie. <laughs> Ooh, just jumping right into it, hey? Yeah, yeah. I can't even pretend to. <laughs> no. Um, I'm really interested to see with with its two hours of constant twists and turns whether or not we'll actually be able to recall the plot in its entirety. Do we need to though? Uh well, I mean that's I mean yeah. That's all the movie is is plot twists. It is. It's like plot no twist the movie. <laughs> yes, that's all it is. So what else are we going to talk about if not the plot twists? The the screenwriter for this movie is a guy named Aaron Kruger and he uh is probably best known today for writing like 3 of the 5 Transformers movies. Oh. Uh, but in no. 2000, he wrote two movies. He wrote this, and he wrote Scream 3. Both suck, 
<laughs> so much. Uh, which one sucks more? This one. Yeah, I haven't no. even seen Scream 3, and I knew the answer to that question. Because Scream 3 has the benefit of like characters from two previous movies that you still enjoy watching mm-hmm. and still like. And so you're like, okay, well, at the very least, these people are charming. Yeah. And I care about them, not because of any work that's been done in this script, but because of the hard work that was done by Kevin Williamson in the previous two scripts. There you go. And, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, so we got uh, Ben Ben Asflick. Yeah. And... Playing Rudy. And uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Who is... is a babe. She is very attractive. She yes. Can Woo. act when Absolutely. she wants to, yeah. But occasionally, throughout her career, she's just shown up for a paycheck. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, fun fact: she hates this movie, okay. and she and she only did it because she liked the director John Frankenheimer, which mm. I don't understand. Because from what I have heard about John Frankenheimer, he is an asshole. Interesting. And he, I mean, he's dead now, so I don't want to. You know, besmirch the name of the dead when he's not here to defend himself. But like, so he directed the Manchurian Candidate, like the original one, and that's like you know a classic. Hmm. Um, but like after that, like he directed like The French Connection two, and came on to direct uh, The Island of Doctor Moreau after the first director was removed. Um. What else did he do? There was something else. Oh, he he made Ronin. Ronin's a good movie. I haven't seen that. For the most part. I enjoyed Ronin, I think. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it being good. has a good car chase. Uh, But this was the last feature film he directed. He he did one one TV movie after this. But, Well, this was it for him, hey? This was it for him. So... I don't know why she wanted to work with John Frankenheimer so bad, um, but she did. So that's uh, yeah, that's a quote that I I looked up because yeah, I think everyone was kind of just showing up for a paycheck in this movie. So let's give it a should we give it a brief rundown? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We've got we can get uh, in, we can get into the specific twists and turns uh, as we go. But let's just I think let's give it an overall. This is the plot, and then yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds yeah, good. yeah. Uh, so we've got we're in prison. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck plays a character named Rudy. Other guy, whoops, sorry, dude, forgot your name. Oh, I'll look it up. Keep okay. going. Pl- plays a guy named Nick. Uh, yeah, his 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 best friend, or or it's just his best friend in prison because they say they they share a cell together. Uh, yeah, it's his cellmate. Uh, his name is James Frain. James Frain, right? I was gonna say James Franco, and I knew it was wrong. Uh, you might remember him from such films as The Count of Monte Cristo and Tron oh. Legacy. Oh, yep, that is where I've seen him. <laughs> He plays Jarvis. I don't remember that character. That's okay, though. Anyways. Yep. And uh, his best friend. So they've they've been in prison together uh, two years, and they're about to get out in, like, three days. 
Yeah. And Nick, his the the best friend character, has got a a pen pal lady, never met. Yeah. So and... I guess there's like uh, I guess this was a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's still a thing. There were like magazines that had like, you know, you could like have a prison pen pal kind of deal. I think I've heard of that in other movies at least. I don't know if it's real. Okay. It's a thing. And I don't know if it's like just like so that convicts have someone to talk to or if it was like specifically for dating or what, but yeah. She I'm she sure. has been writing him letters and sending him photos and Yeah. Yep. And the and, and pictures this are dude, up on the cell wall and that's yeah. how we learn that it is um Miss Theron. And she and like she's all this guy talks about. Yep. Tells Ben Affleck everything, reads all of her letters, shows him her picture. And unfortunately, two days before they're about to get out, there's a little scuffle in the mess hall. Things get messy on the hall. Uh-huh. And Nick uh cops a shank in the gut. And dies in Ben Affleck's arms. Yep. And he's obviously distraught about this. But, uh, you know, he gets out in two days and he gets on the bus and he's a, the bus is about to drive away and he's, he's like, don't do it, Rudy. Don't do it. Don't do the thing. But then he does the thing. Yeah. He gets off the bus and he goes up to Charlize Theron and he says, hey, Ashley. It's me, Nick. Scum. Yep. Grody dude. Mm-hmm. And then they have an awkward cup of coffee, because, of course, he started to leave and then came back, and so that's awkward. But yeah. then as soon as the awkwardness is relieved, they He tells her to smile. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first thing he does. In the, that's my first note. It's like, Ugh. telling a woman to smile. Great start. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. And uh, then, but uh, yeah. yeah, and then we're only 18 minutes in and we see the ass flick. We do. And there's a sex scene that goes on for a while, apparently longer in the director's cut, which is what we watched. Oh. Um and Ooh. it is completely ruined by Ben Affleck's butt. Mhm. Yeah. Should have used a butt double. Should have showered before the scene maybe. <laughs> or that, yeah. Should <laughs> have should have gone and gotten a full body wax, sir. There's hair and stuff and pl- look, which is is completely natural. We're not it trying is completely to body natural, here. but I don't want to see that in a movie. Maybe I'm being gross. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, oh, dude, should have, mm. should have, should have scrubbed up. Yeah, I mean, I I want to say that it's fine, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> And like, yeah, yeah. And the fact that no one was like, "Hmm, maybe we should go again," or like, maybe he's like such a movie star that you can't pull him aside and be like, "Hey, man, go wash your ass crack right now." <laughs> like, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. hold, we'll hold. Just like duck out to your trailer, just have a quick shower, come back. We'll we'll be good. No, mm-hmm. no, no. No one said. No one said. Yeah, let's. Uh, Let's do that one again. No, they just yeah. kept it in the movie. I think it. I think it got cut out in the theatrical. From I, I tried to like look up 
uh, what what the difference was. Th- this movie's kind of like another Ben Affleck movie, Daredevil, where you can't get the theatrical version anymore. You can only get the director's cut. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So something about Ben Affleck. He makes shitty movies, and then people try to fix them later, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, interesting, actually, when uh, when uh, the, the big dude... I think the character's name was Alamo, is coming over with the shiv in the mess hall earlier. Oh, yeah, his name is Alamo. As soon as I saw that shiv, I saw the entire plot of a romantic comedy before me, where I was like, oh, best friend's going to die. Ben Affleck is going to get out, pretend to be his best friend. The girl's going to fall in love with him, and then he's actually going to fall in love with her, and then the truth's going to come out, and they're going to break up, and then they're going to have a big reunion at the end, that's the romantic comedy that I was expecting. <laughs> Boy, did that not happen. That that did not happen. Um, the dead Santas in the very beginning didn't give it away? I may have forgotten about the dead Santas <laughs> that we see Fair in enough. the very it's, first it's shot. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a very, very fleeting... You know, you see a series of dead Santas, and it's like six weeks earlier or whatever, right? Yeah. Or six days earlier, maybe. It's all pretty quick. Yeah, it does happen really fast. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so they make love, and then they go shopping, and she buys him a new coat, and they're having a great time on the town. And, uh, you know, they go back to the motel room, and sh- their their plan is to just hang out in the motel room and fuck all winter, like, until New Year's, yep. basically. And until I'm like... New Year's. Look, if I had the option to spend all of Christmas in a hotel room with Charlize Theron, like I, I would probably take that up, you know, as well. Assuming she was into it as well, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna trap her there. Well, but. yes, good clarification, <laughs> but I was not assuming that. Okay, good. Just your silence made me uncomfortable. Um, so you know, there's like there's like a little part of me that's like. Look, man, I get it. She's hot. You want to spend Christmas. And, and, you know, and he's even going like, okay, just got to, after New Year's, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. You know, don't, don't worry about it. You know, yeah, he's like, like give her her holiday. Give her her holiday. That's right. Yeah, he's Which like trying to talk is, himself into cop it. Out. That's a yeah. cop out. It's like, yeah, but you're still just being a bad guy. Yeah. Like, you're like just going to. He should have gone up to her immediately after getting out to be like, hey are you Ashley? And she'd be like, yeah, are you Nick? And he'd be like, no, Nick's he's dead. dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, friend, let's go talk about it and I'll help you get through it. Yeah. No, that would have been the smart move. But in the mean, in the very next scene, you know, he walks in she's like, Oh, I'm going to go pay for the room and you go take off all your clothes. You better only be wearing a candy cane when I get back is (laughs) what she says. And uh, he goes into the room, and there's goons. Lots of goons. Lots of goons, and they beat the shit out of him, and they're like, hey, Merry Christmas, Nick. And he's like, you got the wrong guy. I was lying. I'm not really Nick. Nick's dead. I was just pretending to be Nick so that I could sleep with Charlize Theron. And, yeah, and the guy's he confesses, like, 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 she's back in the room at this point, too. Like, he confesses yeah. right in front of her. Yeah. And the dude's like, so you're telling me that you pretended to be a different guy so that you could bang my sister and you think that telling me this is going to help your cause 
yeah he's scum and i yeah. love that he gets called out on that right away <laughs> yeah even uh, if it's by an even scummier dude yeah looks yeah. real skeezy for sure yeah and so their plan is to rob this casino that nick used to work at mm-hmm. and he wrote about it in his letters to ashley exactly and so their plan is to get him uh, to join them against his will as kind of a man on the inside, you know, with the inside knowledge of the casino. And so mm-hmm. at first he's like, no, 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 I'm not Nick. I'm not Nick. You got the wrong guy, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, like, we're not, you know, we're not letting you go. So he pretends to be Nick. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of there's just too much back and forth with that. We're like immediately, obviously he's like, I'm not Nick. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, okay, well if you're not, then we'll kill you. And then he's like, Oh, I'm definitely Nick. And then one of the goons who, by the way, the goons are the best part of this movie. In my opinion. Um, Absolutely. One of the goons is like, no, like he was, he was talking privately with your sister saying that he wasn't Nick. He's definitely not Nick. And then he's like, no, I definitely am Nick now. Now I'm Nick. Yeah. And then later he's like, I'm not Nick. And then eventually it's like, it's clear that he's been lying the whole time. And yet still no one doesn't think he's Nick. And I. Yeah. Well, the plot, this is where the many plot twists come in, where the whole plan is stupid. So let's, let's get to that. So basically it goes back and forth with I'm Nick. I'm not Nick. He's pretending to be Nick. They get him to go to the casino. You know, he's like, oh, this is this, you know, blueprint you have is totally wrong. Like they've they've remodeled since this is old. So we got to go in and, re, you know, map out the casino. So he goes in dressed as like a weird cowboy. And there's a fun Aston Kutcher uh, cameo where he <laughs> trades outfits with Aston Kutcher. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is like the best scene in the movie, probably for me. <laughs> Watching Ashton Kutcher get chased through Prince George parking lot by like a <laughs> Gary Sinise in a Pontiac Sunfire. Like it's the stupidest yep. thing. This movie's filmed in Prince George, by the way, BC. Fun. And it looks about the same. Yeah. I, I was just there a few months ago. About the same. <laughs> Makes um, sense. Yeah. This is fun. This is the second Gary Sinise movie we've done this year because he was also in Mission to Mars. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and there's a great scene where he says, like, don't play no reindeer games with me, boy. Oh, yeah. And that, I was like, oh, check mark. Said yep. the name, name drop so, the movie. <laughs> I also wrote that down. Don't play no reindeer games it's, with me. Like, no, that's It's not. my favorite. It's my favorite thing for a bad movie to do. And there was a Twitter account recently that was, like, doing that joke, but, like, putting in, like, fake ones. Oh, uh, like, you know, it'd be like a, a shot of Kurt Russell in Big Trouble from Little China. And, and, you know, he'd like be like looking all intense. He'd be like, and then it'd have like a subtitle on it. It'd be like, looks like there's going to be big trouble in Little China. Like stuff like that, right? <laughs> they burned through the joke in about four hours. They did like 40 tweets. It's like you used two months worth of material Whoops. in about four hours. You guys ruined it. Good job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that like... They go check out this casino. You get introduced to the casino manager guy. 
and it's like it's a Native American casino, but he's, uh, you know, he's like an old Las Vegas guy, and now he's in like Northern Michigan, running yep. this roadside casino. Um, and he's very proud about the fact that he has both uh, Pepsi and Coke at the bar. Yeah, very it's a big deal. Very, very <laughs> happy about that. Um, and uh, any if there are for some reason any fans of new girl who listened to our series, the casino manager plays the character Nick's father in that show. Oh, okay. I was uh, trying to figure out real where... sleaze bag. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out where he's from. Cause I'm like, it, he looks like Burt Reynolds, but he's not Burt Reynolds. Definitely not. <laughs> um, That's the only thing that I recognize them from. Yeah. I think I looked him up and I was like, ah, there's like a couple things that like, maybe I've seen you in, but I don't remember you in that, but you look familiar. Hmm. He's like, he's a, that guy. You yeah, know, that's um, yeah. So you know they they flip flop on on he is Nick, he's not Nick, he's gonna help them. There's you know he chases them, he tries to escape, and they chase him and end up murdering an ice fisherman who yep sees them. That sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then okay, should we get into the plot twists? <sighs> is it time? Because it's kind of hard to recount the rest of the the plot yeah, without without yeah. getting into it. Yeah, I guess so. Because like we've already, you know, yeah, yeah. Let's sure. Okay. <laughs> so they're they're holed up in a motel, uh, or or a hotel. I guess I don't know. I guess it's a hotel because it's the rooms are inside. Um. And and they've like handcuffed him to the bed, and uh, he sneaks out of his room one night and uh sneaks down to the pool i guess he's trying to sneak out yeah it's it's unclear what he's doing oh he he managed to yeah he managed to get out of his room out of the handcuff he went to go rob some guy's car that had like an i love my guns um sticker because he was trying to get a gun and then there was just no gun but he did get a switchblade and then I think he was just trying to make his way back, like, through the hotel up to his room, because his room was on the upper floor. Right. And then he, like, hears Ashley shouting, and then follows her the sound of her voice to the pool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's in the pool with Gary Sinise, who at this point we believe is her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're talking about Nick, and we learn that they are actually lovers mm-hmm. and, and and not siblings just to and, clarify. and not siblings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they are actually lovers and they are, um, you know, using him to, to rob the casino, even though he's not Nick. Yeah. But they still, for some reason, believe he is, even though he's obviously not at this point, but she's yeah. just trying to use him. For the intel that he obviously doesn't have because everything yeah. he says is wrong. Because everything he says is wrong because they go and rob the casino dressed as Santas mm-hmm. and shit immediately starts going wrong. Their plan is dumb to begin with. It's like Christmas Eve, I guess, or, you know, it's, it's a really, there's like two, a couple of old timers playing blackjack and you know a couple people playing slots like not a lot is happening in the casino so these two guys come in dressed as santa one of them's 
Ben Affleck. I can't remember who the other one is. Um, because that's the other thing is like it's very confusing. Everyone comes in dressed as Santa. You really only get a sense for who Ben Affleck is, and then Gary Sinise takes his beard off at one point, and so then it's right. obvious who he is. But like, you can't tell who's who or what's going on. Um, but so they start robbing the casino. Uh, like a shootout immediately starts. Yep. With the security guards. Um, they bust open the, the counting room where they're counting the money and dudes are waiting for him with shotguns. Mm-hmm. And he had told them like, no, there's no guns in the count room. Don't worry about it. You know? And they're like, what's the password for the count room? And it's like, well, you, you just use a key. There's no passcode. So they shoot the door open. And then one of the guys immediately gets shotgunned to death. Yep. It's real dumb. And it all ends up in the manager's office because oh because ben affleck dropped a a, a a lie or i don't know if it was a lie or i guess i guess the real nick told him about it in prison um but what he what he told them was that the um the manager has been skimming from the tribe and keeping some cash in a safe in his office that he calls his powwow safe mm-hmm. uh, and so it all you know ends there where they've, they've got a ton of money Charlize crashes the car through the through the doors of the casino and she's in there now and like a couple of the guys are dead. They get Ben Affleck up to the office and you know uh Gary Sinise is screaming and the guy's face is like, Where's the powwow safe? Where's the powwow safe? I want the powwow safe. And uh she's like, We gotta go, we got we had enough money. And and he's and you know, they're asking Ben Affleck, he's like, Where's the powwow safe, Nick? He's like she's like, There is no powwow safe. He's not Nick. He's like, No, there is a powwow safe. There totally is. And somehow at this point it it they figured out that Oh, cause the cause the guy, the the manager, they're like, You remember Nick Morton or whatever his name is? And they're like, Yeah, sure. Used to work here like a couple years ago. It's like, Yeah, well that's him. It's like that's not him. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and that's only then when someone who did know Nick confirms that it's not Nick when they finally piece it together. Yeah. Bunch of idiots. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you fucked the wrong guy, Ashley. Story of your life. Uh, um, yeah. and, and so he's like, all right, there's no powwow safe. Let's go. And he's like, no, 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 there is a powwow safe. Nick told me about it. He's like, well, where is it? It's behind the liquor cabinet. And so they pull the liquor cabinet aside. Sure enough, there's a safe. And he grabs the manager. He's like, "Open the open the safe, open the safe." And so you yeah, know. which is also like another thing that is just extremely stupid. And it does come up earlier in the movie um, when um, the guy pretending to be Nick um, says to like it like, comes up with Ashley. Like he's asking like like how many places have they robbed? And he's like, "I'm pretty sure this is their first. And so like these people have never actually robbed a joint. Yeah, they're gun runners. Yeah, they're gun runners. They drive um, guns across the border into Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so like my first thought was like, oh, no, like you should get the combination from the manager. Don't get the manager to open it. Yeah. But uh he wasn't that smart. Nope, cuz what was in there was fucking Uzis apparently. <laughs> yep. Cuz you know, he turns around with these Uzis and then it gives a uh, dramatic push in on ben affleck and he's like pow wow and the dude just starts unloading on these guys and yeah so then you know big old chase happens uh basically like everyone in the room is killed except for ben affleck 
um, Ashley and Ashley's not brother. Yeah, well, Ben Affleck kills one of the goons in the stupidest way ever. So oh, they don't right. they don't give him a real gun. They give him a a, a squirt gun um, that looks like a real gun. And earlier in the movie, he fills it with rum. Mm-hmm. Um. And so there's a bit of a tussle, and both of them lose their guns, and the uh. You know, they you know the bad guy ends up with the real gun. Nick has the squirt gun, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, uh, you know, any last words, Nick? As he like pulls out a cigarette and starts to light it, I can't remember what he says, but basically he like squirts him with rum and sets him on fire. Yep. But like sets him on fire like a lot. Yeah. He like I don't know. Yeah. turns on the lighter, squirts it, and then all of a sudden it's like. An explosion of flame, and he's immediately completely covered in fire. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know anything about alcohol, but, like, it has to be really high proof in order to burn. Like, the mm-hmm. average bottle of vodka that you have in your cupboard is not going to burst into flames. Now, maybe he had, like, 151 proof rum, which would burn. But the other thing about alcohol is it burns really fast. Yeah. And which is why they used to use it for, like, full body burns on movie sets is because it would burn really fast and not actually burn the skin right it would just burn too much it would burn off right like you can you can set your hand on fire if you dip your hand in rubbing alcohol and set your hand on fire like you can do that and it will burn out very quickly i'm not endorsing this yeah that's a good caveat don't go try that don't don't do this and set your house on fire saying that the retro craptacular said it was fine not saying it's (laughs) fine i'm just saying i've seen videos of other people on the internet doing that right and it was fine for them yeah as far as i know but still don't do it yeah the retro craptacular says no (laughs) anyways um so yeah that that scene did not make sense it's stupid but Flaming Santa flies out the window and lands on the hood of a car. And that's great. It's great Christmas imagery. I loved it. Um, <laughs> so then they capture Nick again. He chases them. Capture Nick again. Or Rudy. At this point, he's Rudy. Uh, they you know, put him in the back of a of the semi-truck that they're driving. It's got the car in the back. And their plan is to burn him alive in the car and push yeah, they, it off a cliff because and they throw like a little bit of the money in there yeah because somehow only five santas were seen on the security cameras yeah you know, which all, what she's, five she santas says, went in and five yeah. santas need to be seen yeah, yeah she keeps saying we gotta have five we gotta have five Even though there were six of them, and I mean, she drove her car in. I mean, I think he shot all the VCRs and stuff after. Yeah, before before she did that, so maybe they shot all the VCRs at. Like then, like what? What does it matter how many Santas? Because there were there were like still a few people, like the like old man and the waitresses. Oh, the witnesses. witnesses. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Oh yeah, she does mention that actually. Now that you bring that up, yeah. So yeah, so there's that. Um, anyways, they put him, they duct tape his hands to the wheel. No, not yet. Well, they tie it with a belt. They tie it with a belt. Uh, but not yet. 
because oh right there uh gary sinise like drags him to the edge of this cliff and he's like yeah we're gonna throw you down there and you know a car's gonna explode and all the money is gonna be burned up and there's gonna be a dead sand on there and that'll and we're gonna get away scot-free blah 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 and uh charlie's somehow slips that you know the other you know nick took a shiv in the gut yeah, if, if only Nick hadn't been shivved in jail, and you yeah. wouldn't have met me. Yeah, and and Ben Affleck's like, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I never said that he took a shiv. I said I said that he died. And she's like, well, no, like a shiv, a, a blade, a you know, shank, whatever. And he's like, no, no, I just told you that he died. I never said how. And then and she like continues to defend it. Like, no, you told me like he died defending you from someone else. And he's like, no, no, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, no, I was like, no, no but you you told me he got shivved in jail. You you told me that. No, no, I didn't tell you that. And like, yeah. it goes on for more more time than it needs to. <laughs> yeah, until Gary Sinise is like, what the fuck's going on? And then she's like, oh, fine. And she shoots Gary Sinise. Yep. So he's dead. And then, lo and behold, the real Nick shows up again. Because he wasn't dead. He faked it. And he paid the guards to say that he'd, you know, copped it. And this whole thing was a plan that his girlfriend, Millie Gergich, or whatever her name is. No, that was right. Was it? <laughs> Millie Bobich? Millie Gergich is from uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's Jerry, Jerry Gergich's daughter. Anyways, right. um... It's Millie something, though, right? I think you got Millie right, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, it turns out that Ashley was Millie all along, and she was writing these letters to Nick, pretending to be Ashley, and Nick was reading them out loud to uh, Rudy so that he would, you know, start to, you know, kind of get, you know, interested in her. Fantasize about her. Yeah, and so her plan was to... Start dating a trucker who runs guns. Convince him uh, that she's going to write to an ex-con in prison that she found in a magazine. Once she has done that, he she finds out about the casino. Then he's like, we should rob this casino. And when he gets out, we'll rob the casino. We'll use him as a man on the inside. We won't tell him this in the prison letters, but as soon as he gets out, you know, I'll pretend to be his girlfriend. So they do that. Then what's really happening is Ben Affleck, or, or you know, the real Nick dies, and then Rudy pretends to be... And then they're just, they're just hoping that he's going to go along with this plan. Or that he's going to do exactly what they expect him to do, right? Yeah, the, the part of the two-year-long con was to get Rudy to pretend to be Nick in order to get with Ashley. Yeah. That was part of so, the plan. So that she could convince another guy that he was Nick, and they were going to rob the casino together using his expertise, and then somehow kill all of them, assuming that the plan goes off without a hitch, which of course it didn't. But it went off well enough that she got away with some of the money. Like, it's just a very sloppy plan. Yeah, like, that's a dumber idea than dressing up like Santas and going to just rob a casino. <laughs> yeah, like, why not just have the real Nick 
You're like, hey guys, I'm the real Nick. This is I know everything about this casino yeah, that I used the to work one with at. Let's actual inside information. Let's rob it properly. Yeah. Because, and I think the only reason they did this, one, I'm guessing the screen, oh, there's two reasons. One, the screenwriter was too lazy to write an elaborate heist. There you go. Two, in the in-movie ex- explanation would be that uh, they needed, like, a patsy that they could blame the robbery on, and then it went wrong, and he, you know, lost control of his car and drove over the cliff, and all the money burned up in the car. Right, so no one would be looking for it. No one would be looking for it. They'd get away scot-free. And no one would suspect Nick because he was in prison. You know, he was in the or prison. He was in... dead, even. <laughs> well, no, because he just paid the guard to spread the rumor that he was dead. Right. He right. was just in the prison infirmary for a couple days. Well, as you know, because he did get stabbed, but he, he didn't did get die. slashed across he, the ribs. Yeah. Yeah, he had a blood pellet. So he probably just had to get stitches and recuperate for a couple days. So it probably just, like, delayed his release by, like, a day or two. Mm-hmm. So he got out, like, two days after Ben Affleck, and then two days... Well, yeah, but see, the, the plant, they already robbed it now. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, at that point, it's like everything has just come crumbling down, and the movie that you thought was dumb is, in fact way dumber than you thought so much dumber it's incredibly stupid yeah merry christmas (laughs) not even in a fun way ho 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 um yeah it it is so fucking dumb uh like at one point like i wasn't even watching the movie i was paying attention to like oh there's a video update in the back that's fun (laughs) (laughs) It's like an old Canadian video rental chain. <laughs> video update. We used to have one yeah. here. Yeah. Man. Been a long time. A, I think it's an Indo-Canadian grocery store now. Anyways. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, like, what a dumb fucking movie. And like, it ends with, he, they, they belt his hands to the steering wheel, but he's but- a car thief. But the the switchblade that he had stolen out of the back of someone else's car, he had taped to the inside of his wrist. Ah. And so all of a sudden he's like, Assassin's Creed. And he gets out of the belt that way. And then, yeah, he was was in jail for being a car thief, so he hotwires the car. Yeah. And, what, throws it in reverse first. They're pushing it out of the trailer, and it's going to roll... Uh, off, off the cliff, cliff. right? Yeah. They put it in neutral and push it out of the trailer. He throws it into reverse, crushes Nick against the back of the trailer, and then Charlie's is like, no, Nick, and like jumps into the trailer and starts to shoot at him. Um, but he just runs her over and jumps out of the car before it goes off a cliff and she falls to the bottom of the cliff and the car explodes. Yep. And I think and he backs then, the truck up off the cliff, too, doesn't he? Yep. He also just gets rid of the entire truck. Yeah. And then it's just him and uh, two big sacks of money. Yeah. And I like what he does at the end, actually. I thought that was kind of like a fun... I mean, it's not like a fun twist, but, like, you know, the obvious thing would be for him to take the money and be rich in secret and no one would know and he would like go on live a happy life merry christmas to him but he just like walks back 
down the highway for God knows how long. Back still to his, in his Santa coat. Still in his Santa coat, back to his parents' house. And just every time he passes a mailbox, he just tucks a couple bundles of bills in there and keeps walking. <laughs> yep. So like every house. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of a fun little thing. He's Santa. He's just giving away the money. Yeah, that part was fun. And then yeah. it ends with him being like at his family Christmas meal. And he's still partially dressed like Santa has blood and soot on him and he looks like shit and everyone's just having a good meal together. I feel like there would have been more of a conversation. Does when he, he have got blood home. and stuff on him still a bit? Yeah. Wow. He got smacked around. I know. I thought maybe he would have wiped it off or something. No, he still looks like shit. And that final shot where it's just him, it's just Ben Affleck looking like a big shit. And then he smiles. Yeah. And he's it's grinning, like, grinning like a motherfucker. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, it's like a shot of the family meal, but then also a close-up of his face over top of the shot of the family meal, and it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, and it's like over the voiceover where he's like, all I want to do is like have turkey dinner, watch the ball game with my old man, and yeah, he's in, he's in the fucking Santa coat with the blood. Yep. Like on the thing, and like his fa- mm-hmm. his face looks okay, well, but like I'm pretty sure there's like blood on like the cuff. Like, mm-hmm. why is he still dressed like Santa? Should have ditched that coat. Yeah, like it's 100%. evidence. Yeah, because in the news there's gonna be like five Santas robbed a casino <laughs> that's within walking distance of this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like they should be able to track him back pretty easily. Because he was leaving a trail of money. Yeah, I'd imagine so. All the way back to his parents' house. Even if he kind of like went off route a little bit, they'd be like, well, you know who lives right around here is fucking Rudy's parents' house. Let's go give him a visit. Oh, look <laughs> at you, dressed in a Santa costume, <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> but I mean, maybe no one reported that they had money in their mailbox. Maybe they're just like, oh, there's some money. Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas to me. I mean, yeah. You got to think there'd be at least one person with a conscience that would be like, nope, this is wrong. We have to return it to the authorities. Or at least just like, hey, big bundles of money. What's this? Blood. <laughs> yeah. Should probably call the cops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if there's blood on it, you'd probably be calling the cops. But Yeah. Anyways, that was Reindeer Games. Yes, it was. Happy holidays, everybody. Anything <sighs> we missed? Um, well, just, just the one thing is that the, like, like we said before, the henchmen were actually the best part about that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was one of the henchmen who was the only one who stated that this obviously wasn't Nick. He wasn't listened to obviously, but he was the only one smart enough. Um, the very first scene where they, where they come into the motel room, um, you know, Nick and Ashley get dragged out. Um, but then one of the henchmen all of a sudden it cuts over to him and he's just sitting on the bed eating cookies. Yeah. And he says, man, they got a shitload of cookies. Yeah, and, that's right. That uh, and, Ashley's, and Ashley's brother is like, I'm going to take him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, mm, okay. Should I get the tree too? <laughs> like, yeah. There's also one where they're driving around in their semi truck. That's like their mobile command center kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys is like, 
you'd know that like 50% of the uh, retail business is done between, you know, Thanksgiving and January 1st and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like people are suggesting maybe another gift related holiday in the middle of the year, like Christmas too, in late May or early June. <laughs> and Gary Sinise is like, you know, ever since you started taking those night classes, you've just been a pain in my ass. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh... They're like, Christmas, too. What a stupid idea. Oh, also, another thing that kind of made me uncomfortable was, like, all of this movie, like, it's like they only had two lenses for the whole movie. Because there's never any, like, good close-ups. They're all these, like, weird wide-angle close-ups. Yeah. That make everyone look super awkward and bug-eyed and yeah very uncomfortable you notice that too yes i did i don't usually notice stuff like that but it was that noticeable yeah Yeah. um and there were also a lot of weird shots where um um where like it's 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 a close-up of ashley's brother um uh What's I can't remember the character's name. name. The actor is Gary Sinise. I don't remember. Yeah, the Gary character. Sinise. Yeah, what, what was the one? Gabriel. Gabriel. Sure. Where it's like, it's a shot. Oh, because they call him Angel or something, don't they? Monster. Monster. That they never call mind. Him monster. Well, that doesn't. I was like, oh, maybe it's like a clever nickname. Nope. No. No, it's not. They call him Monster. Okay. Cool. Never mind. But yeah, it's like it's. There's there's several shots where it's it's a close up of him, but then like taking up one quarter of the screen on the far left or right, completely in the foreground, is uh Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like a like half of his face. Just like almost right up against the lens, but the shot is over there on Gabriel. So why is that happening? Yeah. Yeah. Very but dumb. ultimately, ultimately, I think the movie's biggest flaw was Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Because he's our probably. main character and he's scum and he sucks. And and they also tried to make him the comic relief throughout the whole movie, which is a very serious plot. You know, there's one point where Gabriel like literally throws darts into him. Yep. And then when he's brought back to the room where Ashley is, she's like, Oh, what happened to you? And he's like, Oh, he had a lot of points to make. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. <sighs> What do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave it? 12. No, no, better than that, actually. 26? 25. 25, that's really close, okay. 25. Whole quarter. It's still low, the audience it's not gave as low it 27. as I Okay, uh, well. Yeah, it says, despite a decent cast, subpar acting, and a contrived plot, disappointed reviewers. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Everyone in this movie is capable of acting well when they want to. Yeah. None of them wanted to, apparently. Seems like it. Yeah. So. Like Ashton Kutcher. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, take it back. Almost everyone in this movie is capable of <laughs> acting well when they want to. 
Uh, there we go. I don't think we have to beat around the bush with what our score is, so shall we just no. say it at the same time? Absolutely. Three, two, one. That is one that big, is pile, one of big shit. pile of shit. I'm sure that was only in time for one of us. <laughs> yep, that's probably you. That is one big pile of shit. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I hate it. But the the real the real end of the distant future, the year 2000, is to go watch The Grinch. Because that movie is actually just great. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Do that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um. Yeah. What a weird year it has been. Mm-hmm. All movies from the year 2000. But you know what? We're going to be back next year. Whole new slew of movies. All from the year 2001. No. no. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I uh, will not. No, 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 no. We're going to go back to normal, I think. We're going to do a widespread of of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Do some fun, old, crappy stuff. Yeah. And do some slightly newer stuff that maybe is just relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll try I'm and come. To it. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to do and not enough time. So I don't know. We got to. <laughs> Got to figure something out because there's a lot of movies I want to do, but one a month is just—it's not free. We'll be doing this podcast for another five years, easily. Easily. Well, hey, this wraps up our fourth year. Man, four years. Yeah, we started in March of 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It is a long time ago, but uh, yeah, wow! But what a ride it's been. I think this was a fun. Uh, this was a fun experiment to do, though. Mm-hmm. Here's a good, a good question. Experiment. Yeah, here's a way to wrap it up. What, uh, what was your favorite movie we watched this year? Ooh, well. In order to answer that question, I'd have to remember all the different <laughs> movies we watched. Here, I could, I, could, I could pull it. I got it right here for you. Okay, okay. okay. I got your list of movies right here, pal. <laughs> uh, we watched Shaft. Oh, yeah. Hollow Man. Uh-oh. Uh, qu- oh, we did oh, the quarantine movies in March. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Battlefield <laughs> Earth. Mission to Ooh. Mars. Red Planet. Right, Dungeons right. and Dragons. Ooh. Heavy Metal 2000. Vertical mm-hmm. Limit. Dracula 2000. Godzilla 2000 and Reindeer Games. Well, it's Shaft. <laughs> is it Shaft? Yeah, it's definitely Shaft for me. Shaft is awesome. I also loved Vertical Limit, though. Oh, man. I think Vertical Limit is a lot of fun. I might... It was. It I was. do like Shaft, though. No, I'll say Vertical Limit just to be, just to be different. Perfect. There we go. Yeah, with I have a, a soft spot for Mission to Mars as well. That's fair. That's fair. Just because I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. But it was a fun double feature month. It was. It was. You know, those opportunities don't come up very often. So I was glad that we could do that. Uh, yeah, next year's gonna be fun. I've got some stuff already starting to starting to percolate in my brain about what I want to do. So. Yeah. I knew that you were going to use the word percolate. Nice. 
And uh, we'll we'll talk the series, season finale of Mando next episode, I'm sure. Because we're not going to... I think that ends like right before Christmas, and we're not going to have a chance probably to podcast before before Christmas again. So, yeah. yeah probably. We'll chat about that next time. And, uh, yeah, anything you need to shout out or, or plug or anything you want to say? You want know, like a message you want to get across? Oh, you know, just uh, peace and love. Cool. Cool. Be, be, be your best self. Don't give up. Hang in there. <laughs> um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and be cautiously pessimistic when people tell you that the next year will be better. It won't. It won't be better. It'll be exactly. roughly the same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I saw I saw a Twitter post the other day. Someone's like, just re- just a reminder for everyone saying like, oh, next year will be better. Mad Max was set in 2021, so <laughs> take that with you know. Oh man, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but. Oh boy. Maybe by 2023. We'll see. We'll see. Uh I was on an episode of a podcast. I forgot to plug this at the beginning of the show, but I'll do it now. Uh I was on the Let's Watch That podcast with Bryce Ooh. Logan talking about the movie Reign of Fire. Right. Which is an excellent movie about dragons and Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey and the girl from uh Goldeneye. And Vertical Limit, actually. Oh. Uh, she, they, they fight uh, dragons. There's a dragon apocalypse. Dragons have taken over the world, and they got to kill the big bull dragon in order to survive and save humanity. No one's ever done a dragon apocalypse movie before or since, but this one fucking rocks. How have I not seen this? I don't know, dude. Literally, like, no one I talk to has seen it. Or if they have, they're like, oh, I think maybe I saw that movie once, like, in the theaters. Or maybe I rented it once. Like, it came out in uh, 2002, I think. So it was like, it was just kind of a blip on the radar. And, like, I'm honestly a little bit surprised. I don't think it did terribly well at the box office. But Hmm. I'm a little bit surprised it never got, like, a direct-to-DVD sequel or spinoff. Hmm. Because it seems like there's been far worse movies that have gotten those, but well, sure. I'm glad that it didn't, because it's kind of this like perfect movie <laughs> that just exists in its own bubble. Well, I'll have to check that out then. Check it out. Highly recommended. Uh, other than that, don't also don't forget to check out the Film for Thought podcast. Mm-hmm. If you like the show, uh, remember to give us a review on iTunes, uh, rate it five stars, leave a comment. That really helps a lot. Uh, tell a friend. That's a good way to get the show out there. If you want to find us on any of the socials, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at retro crap pod. And we are retro crap pod at gmail.com. Um, if you want to email in to the show, you can leave a comment, a question, you're uh, checking also, the email right now, aren't you? I nope. I am <laughs> checking the email right now. We have a <laughs> Patreon where there's some bonus episodes. There's a com- couple commentary tracks. Oh, uh, Floyd Roberts commented on the Incredible Hulk Returns episode on uh, on YouTube. Uh, it says, "WTF is this crap?" Thanks oh, for yeah. listening, Robert. 
Uh, new comment on download, vertical yeah. limit. Uh, someone says, this is not a video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, accurate. It's a podcast. <laughs> uh, and another person also commented on it. Multiple middle finger emojis, multiple horse emojis, a bunch of eggplant emojis, a bunch of knife emojis, a vomiting emojis, and Uh-oh. then more middle finger emojis. Wow. That's from Hirsch Fizroy. Uh, thank you again. Thanks, Hirsch. Yeah, so I should I should comment back on some of these. Uh, it, it it is a podcast, so you know it's not, but it is also technically a video. Technically, technically it is a video. It's a YouTube uh, video. Yeah, it is an MP4 encoded video. Uh, that is just a still image with audio under it, but you would still need a video player, say a mm. QuickTime, a VLC. A Windows Media Player, if you will, to play if the video. Yep. Um, don't come at me with that. It's not a video shit. I'm a fucking video editor no, 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 for wait. a living. All positive, I know all what a fucking video is. You son of a bitch. All positive on YouTube. It's all positive on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the comment. You know what? Anytime someone comments, helps our alg- algorithm. So, oh, perfect. Means more people will see it. And then more people will be like, why the fuck am I seeing this? What is this crap? <laughs> I'm very curious about what all the eggplant knife vomiting emojis. Like, are they telling us, like, they ate some eggplant and a I'm horse? I'm personally just really trying not to dwell on it because I feel like I don't want to know. They made some eggplant horse parm and just it, they got real sick and just puked themselves to death. I mean, I would. Yeah. yeah. Their dying moment, they were just sending a, like, I need to tell someone. <laughs> <laughs> Click on a random YouTube video and comment. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to the episode, if you made it this far. <laughs> I feel like somehow this is becoming the most entertaining part of the show in a way, isn't it? I mean, for us. Yeah. Don't know what the viewer has to say about that. Yeah, viewer. Nice, nice, because it's a video. Nice use of the lingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the listener, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Indeed. Through the year 2000. What a journey it has been. Oh, for sure. We'll be back in January with a new flick. Until then. God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Thank you, Tiny Matt. (laughs) Who did not die. Yeah. And, uh... Have a happy new year. We will see you in the new year. Unless we all get the Rona. Easy come, easy go, Space Cowboy. Yep. Keep watching crap. Should have watched Grinch. Would it have been as entertaining an episode, though? Yes. If we just talked about how amazing that movie actually is, it it only gets better. Every time I watch that movie, I like it more. Hmm. The first time I saw that movie, the film print burned up. Wow. About 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in. It was the first time I'd ever had, had a film print <laughs> burn up. That is so special. Yeah. I mean, it's that sucks. But That'll also... Suck. That really dates the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, all I would probably talk about is how hot the chick that plays Cindy Lou Who is.
you mean like like now? now. Yeah. Okay. Good. She's yeah. a babe. I did not know that. Yeah. Has she like been in anything else? Uh, not really. She's in a band. Like they're. Well, I hope she sings better now than she did as Cindy Lou. Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> like, it's adorable. Why can't I find and you? And I do love it, but it's Why it's still cringeworthy. Why <laughs> My world is changing. <laughs> <laughs>